So back in 1994, when I arrived in Hull, I got myself a part-time job. And that part-time job was with Hull Mencap, the local charity, yes. working with people with a learning disability. And yes. Actually, we did a lot of media activities with those people too. And I suppose looking back over the last 25 years of my time in Hull, that job was actually a real delight. It's probably one of the nicest little jobs I've ever had to run alongside my photography career. And Kerry White. Kerry White, yeah. You're sitting opposite me. It's good to have you in the studio. Thank you for inviting me. Now, you were heavily involved with MenCap locally. So, I, I, I first of all would just like to say I was with MenCap for seven years. Um, I covered the areas of the Humber and the North East um, under the Lifestyles and Work Directorate. I also did a little bit of advocacy within that and kind of linked to the, the local kind of Learning Disability Partnership Board. Um, for me, um, it was quite sad that um, a decision had been made that we were looking at kind of phase redundancy and um, the, the, the services no longer being within this area. Um, so for me, um, I am a, a very much a, a kind of positive person. Um, I like to spend time with individuals and kind of find out what it is that they want. Um, everything that I've done over the last seven years has been very much built on co-delivery, co-design, um, and there's no point in having a service unless you've actually got your individuals behind you and um, helping you kind of drive that service forward. So let's just be clear because not everyone will really understand what co-delivery and co-design is. So co-delivery really um, for me it, it's not tokenistic it, it's about actually listening to the individuals that you're working with um, I um, have always really valued and I've learned lots. Um, I would never call myself an expert in the learning disability field at all and um, what I would say is I'm a very passionate person who has good listening ears and um, I like to kind of sit down with individuals, ask them where they're at, meet them where they're at and actually take some of their solutions and some of their ideas in terms of how they would like to move forward in their lives um, and work with them on how we put a plan together to kind of progress that. What attracted you to learning disability then in the first place? So learning disability, I think for me I've always been around individuals with learning disability. Um, my mum, bless her, she, she's no longer with us, but um, she was always a, a kind of community nurse. She had um, a job where she worked with individuals with learning disabilities. So um, I was introduced quite early on um, to individuals. We even got a, a holiday to Alcudia um, and it was absolutely um, a fantastic kind of opening for us as, as kind of, well, I was a young teen at the stage. And um, what was really nice for me was to actually see that kind of community aspect of getting out. Um, these, these individuals, um, the ones who went on holiday were absolutely fantastic. Um, they, they pubbed and clubbed like the best of them. Um, you know, their, their views and their, their, their kind of wants, um, you know, they were able to kind of speak with their voice and say, OK, I'd like to do this today, that today, the other today. Um, it was very much um, led by them, um, and I think it is so, so important. You can learn a lot um, through um, that kind of process of just spending time with somebody. For me, I've always been passionate about helping individuals find their voice. Voice and influence was a big, um, you know, big phrase when I was doing that that sort of yeah. advocacy work many years yeah. ago. Yeah, and and I think um, following on from that, I mean, I went on to do social work, social policy. Um, I I kind of I guess was really trying to work out my um, kind of career path. But I really kind of came home when I joined Mencap seven years ago. Um, 
And that really kind of inspired me because the work that we've done in the last kind of seven years has been very much community based, very much kind of connecting and getting people kind of progressed into meaningful activity and paid employment. And for me, that was truer integration, truer inclusion. But there's a lot of um, young people who really are seeking to kind of move and transition into paid employment. I think the way that we do employer engagement um, has to be relooked at. You know, none of this cold calling gives a job. type approach needs to to happen we need to look at um, different ways of truer integration I think the best best way to go about that is um, to make our guys present and and in the community and um, not making that too stifled and too set up um, but but doing elements of kind of matching but more natural opportunities so you now have in mind a particular project and a particular project name that you've yes. got, ICE okay. Ability. ICE, what does ICE stand for? Okay, so um, when we kind of heard that um, MenCap would be no more, um, I'm not one to rest on my laurels, I thought, okay, we need to move quick here. We need to look at um, how we remain um, present and visible within the locality because that is very much what I felt um, in the discussions that I've had with the people that we supported that they want. Um, spoke with parents, spoke with partners, and um, we have now come up with a bit of a new name that will drive us forward. So um, we are hoping to set up Ice Ability, uh, which will be a charity and have charity status. I'll be honest, uh, this is all very new to me, but I'm willing to give it a good go. And um, I certainly want to say I've tried um, because I can see the need and the demand in the area. Ice, um, again, it's a pretty cool name. Everybody keeps telling me it's a cool name. I do like a good acronym. It it is. And ICE, what does ICE stand for? Well, for me, it's involve, collaborate and empower. And the three streams of support that we hope to deliver on will be employment, advocacy and that kind of social inclusion. Ice Ability, it's a cool name. The guys um, really love the name. They've been involved in the name, in the logo. Um, we I'm, even, I'm imagining a rap. Yeah. Oh no, there, there, there's also been a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a kind of rap moment. Yo, VIP. Um, and you know, um, anybody who's met me, and certainly anybody who who um, will have come into touch with um, kind of services that have been provided before, hopefully, and I would like to think, and I'm, I'm quite proud to say this. They will have felt like a VIP um, because that's how we do want people to feel, uh, whether that be um, a learner, a parent, a partner. Um, and that is some of the feedback that we've got. You know, you're cool, um, you know, you listen. Um, and uh, yeah, yo, VIP, uh, collaborate and listen. Ice, ice ability. So what is the, the day-to-day or week-to-week going to look like, going to feel like for, for the young people and others that you're going to be supporting? Are there any particular sectors that you're going to be trying to help young people to access? Yes, so for me, um, a big part of this kind of setup is to kind of roll on and ensure that we don't lose um, track um, from the good work that has been built so far. Now, the work that we've really kind of focused on and and kind of uh, channeled has been around, um, well, closing the gap, really, uh, for the number of young people actually moving into paid and sustainable work. Um, I think... Um, we need to increase the numbers um, moving into to work, but we also need to look at that kind of journey to the workplace. Um, 
again, I think employer engagement, the way we do employer engagement needs to change. Um, yes, we can, um, I guess, give advice and guidance to employers as to how they can make things um, easily accessible, make application forms easier. And that's that's actually true for any young person applying for a job, isn't it? Not just those with learning disability. I think any kind of reasonable adjustment or anything that you would put in um, to assist those um, who may have perhaps some differences in their learning uh, abilities, I think um, is helpful to all. I, as a as a, an individual, find it really, really helpful when something's in um, kind of pictorial form easy read my goodness have you ever tried to read a big policy document sometimes um, skip that and go straight to the easy read and you get all the information you need and there, was, there was a software package back when I was working for Mencap and mm. uh, I then did some freelance work uh, yeah. with a, a centre called the Open Learning Centre which right. met at our, our Witham building mm-hmm. back then and we used a package called Widgets well, yes. we referred to it as Widgets yeah. I'm not sure that was the official name Widgets still exist and yeah. I think um, you you know, certainly in a lot of the kind of schools, um, they will look, certainly for children with disabilities, they'll look to use the macatons, the widgets, mm. um, kind of everything kind of pictorial. But I, I think for, for me, part of the work that we will do will not just be work with the young people, but work work with the young people to actually educate some of the employers, bust some of the myths and actually have some more relaxed conversations with employers because I think employers are absolutely petrified sometimes. They're like, mm, what does this mean for us? Oh, disability law. Oh, um, you know, and that's where they kind of take a step back. Whereas I say, you know, it isn't about giz a job and, you know, we want um, 12 placements in your establishment for the next 12 months or 12 years. Um, we don't want employers to feel a bind. We want employers to actually make informed choices, understand um, the benefits of, of having an individual with a learning disability and or differences in their workplace and, and just how beneficial that can be to their overall culture. Um, you know, some of our guys are the most reliable, honest I say honest, sometimes very honest, um, but sometimes as employers we need to hear that, we need to hear that honesty um, and we need to have that different take and we need the diversity within the workplace to, to make the workplace come to life. But we don't want to frighten employers away. Um, a lot of kind of reasonable adjustments are low cost, you know, it's just thinking about perhaps some flexible working, thinking about the, the, the workspace that people are in. Also, um, you know, just making sure for Elliot, for example, um, young chap who we supported into a cleaning role, it's very, very important for him to have organisation and planning and, and just to know where his equipment is to do his job. Mm. Um, and nobody best touches stuff <laughs> because, you know, um, that that is so, so important to him and, and actually with his autism and everything else, he has to kind of know and has some, well, ha- have some reassurance that when he comes into work and he goes into his workspace and his little cleaning cupboard that everything has its place in addition to that I guess it would be also the the mentorship um, which we should be providing to every new member of of of, of a team or mm. anything you know whether that's a person with a learning disability or not I think we should do that naturally let's not get bogged down in um politically correct kind of well I can't say this and I can't say that 
you know, if we can... creates a nervousness, doesn't it? It, it, yeah. it does create a nervousness. And, and that's why I'll never, ever profess to be an expert. I can still sit and, you know, sometimes just in my natural talk um, say things and then go, oh, was that the right thing to say? My dear goodness. You know, and I, I, I've been in this role for a long, long time. Um, but I think as long as we're honest and mm. as long as we can, um, you know, perhaps ask the individual themselves what what it is that they would um, kind of like in, in terms of the terms, you know, do they say that they live with autism um, or perhaps if they have another condition, do they want to describe it as um, a disability and or difficulty you know how, how did they want Can be seen as an opportunity too yeah yeah how, mm. how how would they describe themselves and mm. i think it really is about asking that question i have seen such a variant um with uh, many of the young people that that i've kind of worked with um yes you know you could go away and you can do your research and i think employers do some really good employers will go away and read all about autism um, and apparently all about autism and um, you know they won't necessarily have very good eye contact I, I have got um, a number of individuals with autism who actually their eye contact is probably better than my own um, <laughs> you know they really do own it um, so I think let's not kind of put labels on on individuals but create opportunities you know so that we can move away from the fact sheet of of conditions but mm. actually meet with the individual themselves and go from there so what conversations have you had with potential employers locally? I'm very, very fortunate, I would say. Um, in in um, the role that I've been in, um, we've built many, many um, good partnerships with um, the Asdas, the Costa Coffees, um, you know, the Tesco's, etc. So, you know, all the big kind of retail chains, which has been fabulous. Um, and again, we are keen for those kind of relationships to to kind of continue but I would say again the the thing that I'm most proud of is that um, we developed a partnership with the Sewell Group. Now Sewell Group had an absolutely fantastic reputation anyway so when we sat down um, as a team to do our employer engagement strategy we said to ourselves okay we need to do a bit of a hit list as to who's who's really doing kind of standout stuff at the minute in the community um, because I think I think you know that way we could perhaps synergize we could line um, and we could possibly um, you know look to to work a really good partnership so we approached um, and it was quite organic really and we had a young girl who um, was interested in doing a little bit of um, work she didn't want to do um, long hours or anything she was just quite happy to maybe look at maybe five hours um, permitted work and um, she was coming in to visit us at our premises um, which just so happened to be um, owned by the Seal Group and as it turned out um, the, the cleaner um, who they had um, couldn't turn in for one reason or another so we, d- we, we took it as an opportunity to actually um, get in touch with them and say oh well we know who would be absolutely ideal. We always always like to put proof in our in, you know, because I'm sure these companies get approached time and time again. Oh, you know, our guys are wonderful. Our guys could do a wonderful job. So we will always say, look, you know, let us kind of show you. We will fully support this young young lady to um, start the, the the kind of job, the role, um, and um, we will even support in the induction and the support and the, the the kind of training or anything you need us today. We'll be right there alongside her to help her, um, and um, that's kind of where the partnership began, really. 
as soon as they seen her working in action, um, no sooner was she doing her kind of work trial, it, it very quickly moved to paid employment, which was absolutely fantastic. And has she actually sort of opened the door for more people? She to has, yeah, my goodness. So great. within this partnership, and again, I have to note this is an award-winning partnership, and um, that's how far it's come. It's actually, it was recognised nationally as an award-winning partnership. We won an award for impact on society um, with the BIFM. Um, they have since had a name change, so that is Institute of Workplace and Facilities Management. Um, so basically, um, we we went forward, went to London, won the award, was up against the big boys, Skanska and NJ. Um, we won for our partnership. And um, in that partnership, it was really recognised the synergy and the alignment that we had um, as a company with um, the Sewell Group. We had kind of endeavoured and set out to support as many young people as possible to move towards paid employment. So in that first year of the project, um, it was we had secured four paid jobs at that point for individuals. The number's now gone to six because we're still working on that. Um, and luckily for me, unfortunately for me, they're, they're keen to you know, work with isability um, going forward as opposed to um, what was previously MENCAP um, partnership. Uh, you know, in that first year also, they give 30 young people um, opportunity to come in and to get to know their culture. Um, and we did various different kind of little events throughout the year. They came in and um, basically supported us to uh, deliver on employability training um, and vice versa. We went out and we did learn disability awareness training with our staff teams. We did events together. We did um, podcasts together. We did um, radio together. And, um, and nice. I, we, we even, and this is this is the bit where I said we have to change our tact on um, employer engagement. Um, we even, as part of that partnership, um, took full, full um kind of awareness as to the importance of creating more relaxed environments for people to connect uh, with a, a, a kind of group of young people with learning disabilities. Um, so we ended up going to uh, the rugby, which was absolutely fantastic. So we got some of the SEAL group staff who we knew absolutely loved the rugby. Um, and we got some young people who perhaps had not maybe experienced a live rugby match. They'd only ever seen it on telly. I've been in hell 25 years and I've never been to a rugby well, match. Well, you're going to have to go. <laughs> We're going to set it up. So you're going to have to go and you can do the podcast. <laughs> but good. it was, it was um, really fantastic because, again, it's, you know, yes, you can take somebody into your room and go, hello, this is, and this person has autism and da-da-da-da. But um, it was such a, a much more natural environment you know what I mean hey this is such and such from Seoul he loves rugby hey this is such and such from you know um, our programs and, and they love rugby but I've never been to a live match to actually go in uh, we got to meet the players we got to get photographs it was just absolutely a, a real so I imagine they weren't sitting thing. on the terraces there was not at all corporate box no we were yeah we were kind of front seats and um, <laughs> we had the kind of meet and greets of the players and stuff and that's such an experience for our guys I think mm. you know that's magical but the, the staff who actually went that night the Seoul staff who actually went that night were, were quite a taken aback I think and um you know, they had a thoroughly enjoyable night um, and it wasn't forced and it wasn't, um, you know, this is like, you know, training. It kind of was training for all of us, but 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 in a nice, more relaxed environment. We also went to, um, we, we did get the executive box for Hull City Game and that was lovely. Um, and we actually took 
for for all those young people who were involved in the partnership that got us the award win, um, we uh, took them along and we also took um, Elliot's mum and dad because Elliot's mum joined us to go and pick up the award in London so she came to the fancy do and and Elliot got um, an opportunity to um, get his tux on but his dad didn't get an an opportunity to kind of celebrate with us so to make it up to him as as an avid Hull City player um, we got him the executive box (laughs) so I think I think that was more than uh, so other up. than that little bit of family work, which yes. is absolutely yeah. lovely, um, is ICE going to be working with families of people with learning disability as much? So ICE, ICE Ability is really going to work with adults with learning um, disabilities and or differences. Um, I say differences, I'm coining the term differences because um, many of the individuals that we work with don't want to identify with learning disability. They may have autism, Asperger's, ADHD, um, um, some dyslexia, some dyspraxia. Um, so this is the, the, the kind of term that... Um, differently abled. Differently abled, I think mm. that's it. And I think, um, you know, I always do, when I do LDA training, I'll always say, um, can everybody in the room please stand up if you are differently abled? Um, and it's interesting to see, but everybody should be standing up in that room as far as I'm concerned because we're all differently abled, you know, we've all got great strengths um, and hopefully ICeAbility will work with adults um, predominantly of working age, um, 18 plus, um, and we are there to really hopefully draw out the strengths of individuals but also hopefully there to connect people um, to their communities more than anything. Iceability, we, we, we had a, a bit of a giggle because we said we're going to go with Iceability. It's a cool name. Let's do it. Yo VIP Ice Ice Ability. It just happened to work. Um, and um, in addition to that, we said, oh, what, what job title should we have? Um, hence where my job title came about. I always said, oh, I want to be a CEO by the time I'm 40. It was a childhood dream. Now, uh, I didn't see myself as a, a, a kind of executive type, so um, I'd said that to the young people, and I said, well, well you're very enthusiastic, Kerry, um, and I do get that a lot, you're very enthusiastic, Kerry, you're very passionate, so I said, oh, I think I should just call myself Chief Enthusement Officer, <laughs> why not, um, because I say we don't employer engage, we don't partner engage, for me, it's about enthusing, um, life's tough enough. And I think when you're when you're trying to um, engage with people and connect people to your cause, to your mission, um, by God, you've got to be enthusiastic. You've got to really let your passion kind of drive. Yes, there's always a time for seriousness and there's always a time for kind of calm and collective. But like I said to the young people, if if I was to put a name to it, um, I would like that to be fun. I think in in every day there must be an element of fun. Works work and plays play, but if we can combine the two, we'll have a better day. Previous roles, it's all been employment coordinators, advocates, um, you know, me time people um, that do social bits. So I said, we're going to have to come up with the title that covers it all, really, because that's the thing. I want to cover it all you know, employment, advocacy, and um, social opportunities, because I believe all three can actually really complement one another. The, the the kind of thing that has come back is happiness advocates. So without sounding like a band, um, uh, my, my, my kind of role is going to be chief enthusement officer and the happiness advocates. 
I want to work for you. I know. It sounds like a band, doesn't it? It's absolutely fantastic. But I, I think really for me, um, what I will say about, because we, we've talked about logos with some of the young people. We've talked about do we go with kind of an ice, um, almost like an iceberg. I don't know whether you've ever heard of the human iceberg theory. But for me, I, I believe all behaviour has meaning. And I, I think as, as, as people, we should always just step back, take time, reflect and really think about, um, you know, why people do kind of behave in the way that they do. Um, because I think that makes us better kind of reflectors, understanders of people and more human um, if we just take a step back sometimes. And, and certainly that served me well in all the work that I've done in terms of whether that be connecting with the young people we're kind of supporting or connecting with partners or com- connecting with even funders. Um, I, I always try to remember that. That always kind of guides me. The other kind of logo that we'd looked at was ice cubes, you know. Um, now, one of the things I, w- I was really, and this is this is this is how kind of things go. We'd, we'd we'd sat with some of the young people, we started doing some designs, um, and I definitely think we're going to go for ice cube. And it, it, it's just largely because actually um, one of the young people said something that really sparked um, something in me. This is refreshing. You know, so again, they're very solution focused and yes, MENCAP is going. However, uh, the fact that you're going to be willing to try to set something up and hopefully have us help you is refreshing. And I thought ice is refreshing. I'd spoke to a mum actually and she said, oh, I like ice cube. She said, and she said, you know, when you met my son, he was a hard like a he was hard like a um ice cube everything was you know so hard and life was hard and it was hard and it was and 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 it was all everything was boxed you could only do this and you could only do that and um everything was very rigid she said but then you've come into his life and she said and slowly with the right environment she said things have kind of melted and now got into its flow and he's in a flow in life. So again, it's, you know, mm. sorry, that sounds really arty, doesn't it? Arty, farty, but, but um, to have a mum's description just to be on a logo was, it blew me away, yeah. really. Um, well, this has been a really refreshing conversation, yeah. genuinely. Um, yeah. Hull is this is all about finding solutions to yes. problems. Yeah. We all recognise that there are problems, yeah. but there are always solutions to those problems. There is. And you're finding the solutions, and I can mm-hmm. see you're going to make a huge difference to yeah. the people you're yeah. working with. So how can people get in touch with you? How can people so, follow what you're going to be doing? So um, we have a, a Twitter page. So that is iceability at um, Humber01. Um, 01 was put there for a reason because we do hope to be number one. Um, you know, start with big dreams. Kerry, I really do hope you keep in touch. And I do. It would be lovely to come and meet some of the people you're working with at some point. Oh, definitely. You say some of them have podcasting experience. Yes. Let's get them in the studio. Yes. And let's let's hear what they think about I, I think ICE. Definitely. Um, it would be really, really good, as I say. Okay, so a couple of things that ICE um, Ability are going to be involved in is on uh, 23rd of May, we are looking to... Um, well, host or co-host with the Soul Group um, and IWFM North, which is the Institute of Work and Facilities Management, um, a diversity and inclusion event. So that will take place in the afternoon. So watch this space because details will be coming out. Eventbrite will be there. Some 
fabulous speakers to include some of our young people so you know um, definitely not an event to, to be missed um, in addition to that we've also been invited along to um, a CIPD work festival this year um, to be held in June um, there's going to be many, many HR professionals in the room and I cannot wait um, for our young people to actually give their journeys, their experiences um, to those HR professionals to help them learn um, again. Um, my hashtag for this year is very much honest conversations um, and I think the most honest conversations are the ones held by our guys. Um, so yes, again, watch this space and I'd just like to do a big shout out to um, the lead judge who has really made all these connections for us. That's Julie Cortens. Um, she um, has her own kind of business and has been very involved in IWFM and certainly the award win for us. And she is, um, she runs Connected People. Well, it's been very refreshing talk though, Kerry. It Thanks has. so much for coming in. Uh, I'm sure problem. we're going to be keeping in touch in the future. I really want to learn more about what you're doing. Brilliant. I want to get some of your um, young people and others in the in the podcast studio sometime in the future. Yes. So we definitely. can get uh, the We can uh, even sing for you. So, you know, we that, can that sing. Rap that you've yeah, been we oh, we can about. totally sing. <laughs> Yo VIP. But mm. for now, uh, I suppose we ought to wrap it up. That was Kerry White, Chief Enthusement Officer yeah. for ICE Ability abilities thanks so much for coming in this is what hull is this is all all about sharing these positive stories Mm -hmm. of people like yourself that making a difference thank you carrie thank Thank you very much thank you